What is good podcast? Today's Reflections 45. We're five away from 50, which I think is cool as fuck. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about the lifestyle I think it takes to create wealth and why people are paid for the lifestyle they live, not the time that they are working. And that'll make more sense in a second when you understand what the fuck I'm talking about there. But I also talk about the math on time and quantifying it better. I talk about being things that being out of sight and out of mind. I talk about sales and my journey with that and much more because it's reflections and I just talk about a shit ton of things for like 40 minutes. Anyways, hope you enjoyed today's episode. Hope it leaves you with some valuable nuggets that you can apply to your own life and hope you go and crush this week. Ciao. This is the Josh Moxie Journey. What is good, ladies and gentlemen? Today is May 19th, 2019, and today is Reflections 45. Good Lord, we've made it a long way. Five more till 50, that's absolutely insane. So, Reflections is a weekly episode where I get on camera and I share some highlights. It's almost like a, a check-in, if you will, as well, where I can capture my week in a given point in history and in the process, share a shit ton of value, hopefully. It's valuable to me. Hopefully it's valuable to you. Um, I share what I learned, what what worked, what didn't, insights I'm gaining, what I'm thinking about, challenges I'm going through, how I'm growing, all types of random shit like this. And hopefully you can live a little bit through my eyes and through my week and learn from what I'm learning about. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. What's been on my mind? How fast my 20s are ending. It actually scares the living shit out of me right now, how fast time is moving and how slow I feel like I'm making progress. I'm just questioning a lot of things right now and my change, there needs to be a change of pace for myself. Thinking about how close Ever After is, we are damn close. I have some content that I've recorded that I'll be throwing up sooner on Ever After, meaning like the timeline before Ever After and how I want to get shit done and make myself feel like I've earned it. So far, I haven't feel like I haven't felt like I've earned it, but there is I think 20 20 days left or 18 or something, I don't something like that. And uh, I still have a, that's a lot of time if you count out how many hours that is to make shit happen. And I don't know if I'm necessarily gonna dominate before ever after, but I definitely feel like I will make some important, I will cover some important ground before then. And I'm just continuing to hack at things. And uh, anyways, I'm excited for ever after the lineup, the people, um, excited to see Brian have him here for a full week, all these types of things. So looking forward to it. Oh, and another big part of that is I want to be able to talk about entrepreneurship without feeling like a complete fraud when I'm talking to people. So if it was, I was loving the idea of having that be be the case at Ever After, but it might have to be later in the summer, which is, it's okay. It's not the end of the world. It's, I also equally fucking hate it. So don't take my okay too seriously. Things are feeling like they're slowly turning around for the better and many different areas and I'm just very grateful for that and just witnessing plus also acting and also just enjoying the process. Um, also very peaceful. I don't even know why I'm putting this in here. Anyways, life. What were my favorite wins? Working on sales scripts. So amazing thing that happened was, first of all, I was confused as fuck in sales. I was like, oh my God, 
what am I going to do by this script? It's also overwhelming, confusing. I didn't know what would go where. I didn't want to over talk. I didn't want to under talk. I want things to be understood and the belief to be ex the belief to be there rather than things being misinterpreted and misunderstood and then the belief not being there. But there's like a fine line between that, which you don't want to cover over explaining. And you'd also don't want to be an under explaining somewhere in the middle is the ideal. And I was just like, how do I place this in the pitch? Where does what go? But like I did a session on that as the client, if you will, the pitch for Moxie Energetics. And then that, what do you call it? That landed. And then from there, later on that night, we did a Moxie Energetics back and forth meeting, if you will, where we went through the sales pitch and it was just like, whoa. It was just like magical the way it unfolded. Um, it was so fucking divine. Things were flowing so perfectly. And within an hour, we went from not knowing what the fuck to do in the pitch to having like a pretty fucking good pitch. So I was very pleased with that. And that was absolutely my favorite win of the week. And it was just an incredible reminder of how, when in doubt, do a session on things. I have this at my disposal. And sometimes I like try to pretend I'm like, yo, let's just do it without everything. But it's just so much easier to just do the energetic work. And then if there is some more conscious work to be done, meaning like limiting beliefs and stuff like that, you can deal with that after. Start with the fucking energetic work. Reaching out to one of my favorite producers and giving him the option to have some NIMSEM work done on him. Um, he declined actually very, very graciously, but um, he was sick, wanted to make that happen. I'm just so pleased because I was so in the mindset of, I was so scared to do it. So I'm so fucking glad I did. I will talk to you more about this in growth. 45 fucking episodes of reflections. I'm counting that as a goddamn win. That's, that's huge. That is a lot of fucking content. Plus that's not even taking into account the other, other stuff. By the way, I'm about to hit a hundred episodes as I record this. I'm on like episode 98 of posting as, as we say this. Good lord, content be flying. What worked? Editing three episodes at once. So I did this on Tuesday. I just quickly, because they're shorter episodes, they're like one clip, if you will. Um, I can do them all at once, doing the details, the descriptions, the titles, all that jazz, and like the clip at the beginning, all that. So it's all done at once, and I can render them all later on, but just like doing them all at once, getting them done with, and then I later in the next couple days, wherever I can post those, and if I continue with that cycle, it's a very easy way of doing things and saving fucking time where I can. Listening to rhythm during biking and editing. It's like such a nice thing because it's so repetitive. It's like over and over again, same exact thing. So having something like that in the background for biking is fun, but also for editing, it's just like, it's just this nice flow process. Don't know how to describe it. It's beautiful though. I could choose to be really pissy and start judging myself or go down the road of who the fuck cares. Cause really it just doesn't matter. Always and forever just does not matter. Revisiting sales. So as I am in the sales process, if you will, and building my sales skills right now, it was really fucking good to just go back and listen to some sales trainings, if you will, but not really trainings. It's more just like people talking about sales in a more casual sense, especially Andy Frisella. He is the fucking king, in my opinion. Um, he is who I model the most in a very modern days sales type of approach. It's just beautiful. So him, I also listened to a little bit of Dan Locke. Very, very intrigued by him. And a little bit of Marie For Folio. Marie Forleo um, as well. 
and appreciate all of them, but especially Andy. Fucking love you, Andy. MFC over fucking life. Content scoreboard. This is so well just tracking key metrics. The, my Moxie Energetics one is not working and I have to change that and I will update the things like ASAP because the metrics that I chose are not motivating me. They're not clearly defined. They're like, I just don't like it right now. Whereas like with content, it's very fucking clear. We've got long form episodes, three things. We've got edited, created, posted. Same thing for micro content, created, posted, and then actually there's stories as well. So there's three for that. And those six things keep me very fucking motivated to keep moving forward with the content no matter what. Mostly because they're clear as fuck, clearly defined. It's black and white. I either posted it or I didn't. I either recorded or I didn't. I either edited or I didn't. Thinking about the long term when I feel like quitting. I'm specifically talking about my cut right now. The cut has gone well so far. I'm, I'm three weeks in now. This is, I think, day 21 of my cut. And I'm enjoying it to a degree, but at the same time, I also really miss food. Okay, like I am way below what I normally was eating and I just, yeah, I miss food, I miss training a lot and yeah. But when I feel like quitting, I start to think about how close I am to that end goal and that it's it's not too far away and that if I just keep going, I'll get there. Also, I'm gaining a ton of empathy for bigger people who have to go through this process for like years. That would be hell. So big respect to them. Doing energetic work on my client, it just feels so fucking right. When I was in that space this week where I was just in the moment doing a bunch of sessions on like land and business and a contract and other shit, it just felt so fucking right where I was. I was just, I was in this incredible state of bliss and peace and yeah, I just knew that it was very much right for me in that moment. Waking up early. So two nights ago, I went to bed at 5 a.m. I was like, fuck, okay, I guess I'm just gonna pull an all-nighter thinking I'm gonna get up at 6 a.m., so in an hour, and then I slept through my alarm, woke up at 10.30, and I was like, okay, five and a half hours sleep, interesting. I just assumed I was gonna go to bed late the next night as well. Um, I loaded up on caffeine, I took a bike ride, it was beautiful, and then I eventually crashed. I did a NIMSEM session of myself, I drank a little wine, and it was almost like a meditation, and I think that's incorrect order right there, but, it's, uh, I ended up getting so peaceful and so tired and I ended up going to bed at 10 p.m. That's insane. So, and I woke up at 5.30 a.m. this morning and I was like, holy shit, what is life? We've got sunsets, or not sunsets, sunrises and birds chirping and it's so beautiful and it was so dark that I had to turn on the light to fill out my, I think I had to turn on the light to fill out my journal, like that type of shit. So, it was super fucking nice, felt great. I also love the idea of getting up before everyone else and making sure that I'm so specific, purposeful, and ready to go that I'm winning my day before everyone else. That's the best part about getting up early for me. And I also need to make sure I stay with this because the way I sabotage myself with this is making sure that I go to bed late somehow. Um, whether that's I get too intrigued in a conversation, I get stuck on social media, scrolling in that bullshit game that sometimes I partake in, um, whether that's a movie or I wait too long to finish my powerless, so I have to finish that, all these types of things that end up just pushing me late to go to bed and then I want to wake up early but I'm like too tired because I didn't go to bed early enough so it's like I've just got to make sure I'm in those moments where I feel too excited to stay up, I've got to channel that and be like, yo, 
it's time to go to bed because xyz reason whatever that is and that's the reason why i haven't stuck with it is i don't have a good enough reason to fill in there yet giving myself a quick break in between actually reflecting and getting on camera this allows me to detach and see things from a much clearer perspective because I'm not so attached to the things I put down. Like I'm looking through better as we talk right now. I'm like, whoa, I wanted to talk about everything an hour ago. Now I only want to talk about certain things. And I can see like what the clear things will be that can probably help you. And uh, I'm just like seeing things much clearer. Key. What didn't work and how can I improve it? Aimlessly scrolling through social media for new notifications and new content. It's a fucking dangerous game. I caught myself doing this multiple times this week. And it's just like, what the fuck am I actually doing in my time right now? It's just just throwing it directly in the, in the trash. I get that there's relationships to be ugh. I get that there's relationships to be built and all these types of things that you can the positive aspects of it. But at the same time, it's just a lot of fucking time that I could be pouring into something way more important that has way more impact, way more benefit, etc. So in these moments, if I feel like consuming and I'm just like not 100% there, it'd be much better if I could read a book or watch a documentary or listen to a podcast or something like that if I'm in that mood to consume. But just like aimlessly scrolling just for the sake of, it's a fucking very, very pointless game to play. So I'm pretty active on stories on social media, specifically Instagram is what I'm talking about, but I haven't posted on my feed in like a week or two or something like that. Anyways, I would like to post my feed and I think I've got to do a better job of scheduling that in as well as thinking about what I'm taking away from a person if I don't post that. Like that's always a big motivator for me. How am I stealing this lesson from this person by keeping it only to myself? It's a very... It's a very drive, it's a big driving force for me, is what I'm trying to say. Letting Sundays be too lackadaisy. I like to have this idea of, hey, it's Sunday. I should probably just chill a little bit and just take a step back. Um, but that like, that should be the case if I'm ridic like ridiculously going in all week. And the reality is I'm not. I'm taking a lot of my time. Um, I'm just, I'm not using it as effectively as I should. So I really don't have an excuse to just take Sundays chill. I mean, I am doing content and my power list and everything that's still on Sundays, but there's still so much more I could be doing. And the reality is the math behind this is if, if I, if I look at, because there's 52 Sundays in a year, right? And from that, if you divide that in half, so you're having half the Sundays, if you will, that is 28 fucking, not 28, what am I saying? That's 26 days, okay? 26 fucking days. It's almost a full month that I'm just throwing directly in the garbage for no apparent reason because I want to take it easy on Sunday nights. Like, that's fucking so dumb. So, thinking about that really puts it in perspective of, yo, I actually need to just start using Monday, or start using Sundays way more effectively because... That is a lot of fucking time that I could be using in a much more purposeful manner to move me forward, to make me happier, to lay better foundation for my dreams, goals, desires, etc. Taking my 20s so lackadaisy. So on a day-to-day basis right now, I just don't feel like I am treating the day with the same value it deserves. My perspective of time is off. It feels like my 20s last forever. They obviously don't. I feel like I'm a fucking invincible. I feel like things are never going to end. And equally, I'm like, 
a little bit scared of how fast things are moving right now. So it's channeling me to, or it's, it's almost like a forcing function to get clear on redefining time, redefining my days, making sure I have specific intentions that are met every day. So things like, yo, I need to learn a specific lesson today. I need to build this type of skill to get me to where I want to go with XYZ goal. Um, I want to become a better human being. I want to give today. I want to, whatever that thing is and whatever these things are that uh, make my, make a winning day every day. And just getting excited about winning, uh, winning every single day. Cause I just, even though I am technically winning my day, I don't feel like I'm winning to the degree I should on an everyday basis. And I'd like to do a better job of that. I'd also like to change my perspective on time by reading uh, Tim Urban's Wait But Why blogs. And he has like three great ones on time. And some specific exercises he gives in there really help crystallize that time does not last forever and that it is inherently valuable. But like my perception of time is just fucked right now. So yeah, the real danger in it all is just like this idea of like, oh, that's fine. I'll do that tomorrow. <sighs> Dangerous. I have to do two things now and maximize the energy I have now to make tomorrow even easier and make sure I'm properly winning the day. My morning ritual and other tasks like working out, post-workout, all these types of things, even food actually, they just take way too fucking long. And I don't have this, I, it's, I'm struggling to schedule right now because of it. I don't have clear, expected, realistic timeframes for certain tasks. And I, I really have to just sit down and make sure I'm getting, okay, I'm scripting out each task. Like, okay, this is going to take this long, blah, 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 blah. And then total, we have like workouts take an hour and 15 minutes, everything. I've got to do that for each block of time so that I'm able to properly schedule in addition to making, making sure I have proper urgency because right now I'm just fucking shitting the bed with scheduling, like specifically this last week. Postponing things I know I should be doing now. If I know in my core it is right right now is the best time to do something, and I'm not talking about like a logical, I'm talking about like a gut feeling. If I know in my core that is the right move to move forward and I don't, it's just, I don't know what to say. It's just fucking stupid. Looking at my dream board and wise so late into the day. I look at it like 7 p.m. right now. Ridiculous. Ideally, as soon as I'm hitting my first hourly check-in, I decide to look at them, them then maybe it's my second check-in type of thing but just like very early on in my day I like to get my dreams and my whys floating around in my brain and also I want to do a better job of making sure at each hourly or maybe every couple hours everything I am looking at these again and just like I want to do a better job of creating a better environment because my environment is it feels like it's lacking and inspiration and motivation right now. So I've got to do a better job of making sure these things are top of mind and continuously repeating them in my day as much as possible, leaving them out, trying to keep them more top of mind, leaving books out to remind me of certain concepts, um, leaving people like Elon, like I have a book cover with him, right? With the uh, Elon biography. So keeping that out to remind me of him, these types of things. Um, also, interviews or whatever, keeping those on in the background, whether I'm hearing them or not, it's important for environmental exposure, all types of sorts of things like this. And also experiencing physical desires if I can. Meaning if I want a house, go and drive and look at the fucking house. Ideally you can touch and feel the house and experience the house, but like maybe don't get a restraining order by going and touching some random fucking person's house. Use your fucking brain with this one but just like as best as you can experience that in the physical with as many senses as possible. 
procrastination on important tasks, even if they're not necessarily the top priority, they still are significant enough that they need to get done. And I do have the time to do it. I'm just, I'm noticing for one, I don't have a list of all these things and I would like to have that somewhere where I can quickly look at that if I'm ever feeling like, yo, got an extra minute here, how can I quickly hack at something right now? And I don't always feel like that, by the way, but ideally I did. And because you can make up a shit ton of progress by doing that, just hacking here and there. And I've also got to address insecurities, okay? Like I noticed so many of these things, I am not moving forward because of insecurity. It is hilarious to look at. I, uh, I'm just glad I can appreciate the insecurities though and not feel crippled by them. I'm just, I will have to solve them. No fucking choice. And uh, I'm gonna cover real quickly one of the tasks in that list, which is continuously, um, continuously procrastinating on sales. I am making progress now, but like, fuck, I need to actually start reaching out to people at mass right now because here's the thing. I'm like, I'm definitely scared as fuck. So that's one, but I'm, I'm slowly killing that fear with things like reaching out to my, one of my favorite producers, for example, with that, that grew me a ton of that aspect and made me a lot less scared. Um, improving the pitch, like I talked about earlier with the wins, all that type of stuff. This is making it a lot easier, but at the same time, I still haven't fucking done it, so I have to do it. And a worst case scenario motivation is absolutely starting to think about festivals, meaning things like Eel Sonic and Lost Lands. I will not be able to go to these things if I don't succeed to a degree with Moxie Energetics. And I, there's a delay on how we're compensated, meaning like it can take 30 to 90 days from when we do the work to its, or not to, from when we do the work, from when it's under contract to for the house to sell because we're only paid when the deal goes properly through and money is dispersed to all parties. So yeah, I have to fucking start now because those things are coming up in like 75, 75 days, maybe 80 days type of thing. And then Lost Lands, probably a hundred type of thing. Anyways, those are some side motivations that can really, really trigger a lot of good shit in me. So hopefully I, uh, I use that as that pain because I want to, I want to see certain people. I want to go to those festivals. It'd actually break my heart if I couldn't go to Yosonic because yeah, love those Montreal people. What were my biggest lessons? A boxer is not paid for the minimal minutes he's in the ring, but instead he is paid for the training and preparation you put in to get him into that ring. Whether that's the actual physical training, it's the mental training, the nutrition, everything that he's done on a physical, spiritual, uh, mental level, emotional level to get himself to that place, that is what he's truly being paid for and that lifestyle that he lives. So for me, I'm applying this a lot to myself right now in that it's just a very different shift to go from like so many people think about you. Know, I'm just trading hours for dollars, everything. Like I do this amount of, I did, I do this amount of time, or I did this amount of work in this amount of time. Therefore, I should be paid X Y Z dollars because my time is worth that much. Where I'm shifting into is value creation and solving problems is like so that's the that's the way to actually make real wealth. You're not going to get rich trading your hours for dollars. So getting this like I'm just I'm really shifting right now a lot to this this idea that it's okay to do a lot of good 
in a short period of time, meaning the energy work moves so fast and so effectively that it's completely okay for me to charge really fucking high amounts because I am solving a meaningful problem. I am solving a painful problem and people will pay to get their problem solved. And that's the whole point of that. It's, it's delivering a massive result in a very short period of time. So it's like a jump for that as well. Like just like training myself to think in a more wealthy and abundant way in that aspect. And in addition to that, it's also that training that I'm doing before that session that I am being paid for as well. Like just like the boxer I am before I am setting up a session, I am having to put myself in a mental, emotional, physical and spiritual state that is helpful to the session because I am, I am the guide for that session. I am the practitioner that is going to be guiding that, that soul, if you will, to transform, balance and restore any energy that might be preventing them from doing whatever they're trying to do or having whatever they're trying to have or being whatever they're trying to be. So it's just a big jump for me right now, but it is super important that we remind ourselves that uh, these big dogs, they're paid for their lifestyle through the training, the preparation, and the work that goes on behind closed doors. And uh, it's not about just while they're in the ring or just while they're doing that session or just while they're on stage, that type of stuff. It's about that lifestyle that they are committed to. And like the huge concept here is really, I'm not gonna be necessarily quote unquote working every minute, but it's these minutes that I'm spending on things like meditation, things like energy work on myself, things like examining truths and lies I've bought into, um, training, like all these types of like training energy work and whatever else I need to do in, in business and in energy work. These are the types of things that I need to be doing. They're not necessarily all classified as work, but to put myself in a place where I am creating a ridiculous amount of value in a short period of time, this is all key. Like I don't need to be working every single minute if I am delivering such high value in a short period of time. And that's like, I've just got to wrap my head around this and that I have some limiting beliefs to explore around that. And it's going to really help shift me. And I'm very excited about that. But overall, just like the key reminder there is you do not need to work every minute, but it has to be a lifestyle, I think at least. Quantify your time better by adding up over a year or maybe it's like months or whatever, just long periods of time, it might be a full decade. But as soon as you introduce these types of metrics at like such a large scale, so where I was going with like earlier with a Sunday thing, if I waste half my Sunday every single week, that is 26 days in a full year. That is a lot of fucking days. That's almost a full fucking month. And you can be doing so much damage within a full month is ridiculous. So when I take it, when I just take it as like surface value, I'm like, okay, it's one Sunday. It's fine. It's just like a little bit of my week. But as soon as you start adding it up, you're like quickly realizing, oh my God, this is a lot of fucking time that I'm throwing directly in the garbage if I just waste it and chill on, uh, on Sundays. And hey, if you want to chill, be my guest. I chill too, but I'm just like trying to, trying to maximize my potential where I can. And I feel like chilling on my Sundays is not my best use of time anymore. All right. So I'm going to cover some sales lessons real quick because, well, especially by the way, I forgot to cover this. 
I decided to write out all of the sales concepts I like. God, I have a lot of fucking good ones from over the years. So I'm just grateful for this like detached, modernized form of selling and almost like just helping is actually just a meta lesson there, which was replace the word sell with help and you will make way more money long-term. So let's get into it though. That was actually technically just one. Um, secondly, if you confuse them, you lose them. Keep it stupid simple. Speak like you're speak like speak in a way where a five-year-old could understand you. Do not use buzzwords. Don't make it complex. You're not fucking doing yourself a, a service by making yourself seem so smart and using all these fucking crazy abstract concepts. Bring it down to earth. Make it easy to understand. People will trust you more. Education, trust, loyalty, sales. In order for someone to buy anything from you, whether that's an idea, you, your company, your service, your product, they must see it in their mind's eye first and then feel the feeling that comes with that. So this actually, this was my takeaway from a video that uh, it was more of like a subtle lesson I picked up on. But in this video, Dan, Dan Locke was discussing the idea that you buy emotionally and then after you've bought, you rationalize with logic. And in this story, he was talking about how a Tom Ford suit salesman approached him and asked him, hey, can you do me a favor and hop in this suit real quick? Try it on. And Dan did so. And then he saw himself in the suit and he felt amazing. The suit felt incredible. He ultimately bought. And for me, this was, this was just a really good example of how important it is to introduce ways of the customer seeing things in their own mind clearly and getting them to experience that feeling, which ultimately leads to more sales. Though, I want to quick highlight this. Don't sell people shit they don't need. That's a very key distinction right there. In a sale, you are on the same team, if you have the right intention, that is. So for me, when I come from a helping mindset, we are on the same team. I want to help you and you want your problem solved. And if you do, if I solve that correctly, you want to give me money. It is a great exchange. It's such a cool way of looking at sales. It's not like the other person's an enemy or anything like that. We both want the same thing. We both want to win. It's a win-win situation. Focus on true lifetime value instead of this bullshit short-term metrics. If you want to be a fucking king at sales, and I got this from Andy Frisella, I would absolutely classify him as the king of sales, the true MFCEO. And man, it's just the way he's looking at this is so fucking crucial. Instead of looking at this from, ooh, what can I, what dollars can I get out of this person today? There, he's asking, how can I make this customer a customer for life? How can I service the shit out of them so well right now and do such a good job of helping solve their problem that they become a lifetime customer and they're so, they're so, they love the experience so much. And they become so loyal that they tell all of their fucking friends, all of their family about it and their entire fucking network. Like he walks around and thinks about customers with a hundred thousand dollars over their head, like a little like tag, if you will. And that reminds him that it's not necessarily just coming from that person, that a hundred K it's when you do such a good job with this person, person A. Person A goes and tells all these other fucking people and it's just like this crazy chain effect that'll happen. So then person B that told that was told by person A, person B then tells person fucking XYZ and it's just like th this is a never ending cycle of just 
servicing the shit out of people and doing such a great job and providing such a good experience that people become fucking addicted and they love shopping with you. They love paying for your service. They love getting their problem ultimately solved in a fucking kick-ass way. What challenges did I experience? Unsure of if I should take on job opportunities or not in certain departments. So I, uh, I've had multiple people reach out recently and be like, yo, do you want to do some website stuff type of thing? And I'm like, oh, I'm trying to get away from the shit. Is this the universe trying to tell me, yo, you should really consider this type of thing? Or is this the universe being like testing me type of thing? And ultimately, I'm just choosing Moxie Energetics because it seems like the right move right now. And we'll see how this all ages. But fuck, man, it's uh, it's nerve wracking. I don't know exactly what the right move is, but I'm just going to continue doing what I feel is best, even though I'm a little bit attached. So it, I, it's harder to see clear the more attached you become. I had a friend who went through a really dark time and I felt like I did a really good job of being there for them, talking with them through that period, offering solutions when I can, and even things that the person applied. And uh, yeah, but what I noticed is like, we were just talking about the dark time the other day and the person didn't even thank me, but thanked the, the therapist and said, I'm like, ah, oh, motherfucker. This is just, it so goes back to people value what they pay for and take for granted for what's free. And uh, it's also a little bit frustrating because this person, I wanted them to use them. They didn't, they're still sleeping on it. I don't know, like so many people like to uh, just focus on the conscious side of the fence instead of the unconscious side. And uh, yeah, it was just a little bit, frustrating because I gave up so much of my valuable time to help this person out and the fact that I didn't get a thank you in that conversation but but the therapist did that that irritated me a little bit so that's all a little bit like giving with expectation and that's obviously less than ideal but at the same time I want to be proper I don't want to be taken for granted it's not a good feeling so yeah I fucking hate when chicks call themselves ugly especially if they're actually good looking. It's the most annoying fucking thing. Like, I don't know how to respond. I just like want to face palm. Um, my new, my latest idea is just saying sigh and posting the face palm emoji, if you will. Cause it's just so fucking stupid and I have no time for it. So quit your bullshit with that women. This awkward like eye contact little type of thing you, you do when you're walking or biking and you see someone that's coming the exact same way. It's like, I feel like it'd be totally fine like the city, but in a place, and I mean like downtown, like New York type of thing. But uh, here you're just, you almost like kind of have to look and then you just don't really know. And like, I like biking because it speeds up this awkward interaction. But um, especially when I'm walking, this idea of like, okay, when is like a good time to look? When is not? How is it strange if I'm locking eyes with them for like, I'm not locking eyes with them, but like looking at them like, five seconds ago like i just don't know what the fucking i don't know when to look and it's so strange i oh god awkwardness as fuck you i'm so bored of tracking name sam sessions i built a tracker way back when and i don't even feel like using it right now i'm just like ugh, just i just i'm so disinterested with tracking with, with that specific aspect at least i like tracking in general just not with that and equally i'm like fuck i really want this for historical purposes so what the fuck to do? Not sure. 
earlier in the week wanting to physically escape as soon as I start doing any sales work. Thankfully, this is not the case anymore because I, I think it's just because of energetic work because that was the only like notable difference. But boy, does it feel like way better to work on sales right now. And I'm actually enjoying it, which is very different for me. Fucking sick of staying in this house. Like I really appreciate what this house has has been on my journey. At the same time, I'm very ready for a new place right now. Where did I grow the most? Calling Apple and CIBC and asking for refunds. Specifically the first part about that is where I grew the most because I am fucking terrified of phones as you guys might know. So facing that is like with like a little bit lower pressure situations is really helpful and it's like, damn, this, actually, this person actually wants to help, typically. Typically, typically, typically. But uh, just getting on the phone, practice, experimental, not experimental, environmental exposure to that. It just gets easier and easier. And I'm noticing that I'm becoming less scared every time I get on the phone with people that I don't know. Also, the refund thing was also a little bit more nerve-wracking. So that was a fun little duo of those things together. Asking company if he'd be open to energy work. And by the way, companies with a K. And this is the guy I was talking about earlier in Wins. Um, who I asked and is one of my favorite producers. So, um, yeah, this was like nerve wracking as hell, but, and I ultimately got declined and that's totally okay. Um, though I find myself being a little bit attached to the idea of people working with me. So I've got to work on that. I'm noticing that within myself and that's not okay. So I've got to, I've got to change that. And, uh, where was I going with this? Yes. I'm so glad I just swung the bat. That was the really important part to my growth right there, getting started at batting practice, if you will. And uh, not even batting practice, just throwing myself in the game. It was nerve wracking as hell, but, uh, and I've waited so long to do it. I wanted to approach him for such a long time because I saw he had other health challenges, but guess what? It's not for everyone. It may not be for you or your friends or whatever, who fucking cares? I'm trying to figure out a way to care less around this because I do want to help so much. But it's not my journey. It's theirs. And I'm just fucking glad that even though it's declined, I'm putting myself in the game now and facing some of my biggest fucking fears. It's a massive step in the right direction for progress on sales as well because that's an underlying pattern there as well. What am I obsessed with right now? mini bottles of red wine. So we have these like tiny little bottles that hold like two glasses of red wine. They're fucking perfect. First of all, red wine is just awesome. And secondly, it's just enough that you just like get that buzz. Also, I'm fucking lightweight now, but you get that buzz that you're looking for without going over the limit. And you get like, you can get some shit done during that, uh, that buzz, which is super helpful. And I, I just, I don't know. I love wine. I don't like to get drunk. Haven't been drunk since 2016. This is so fucking perfect. I'm also excited to drink wine with all the uh, people I'll see it ever after. I'll probably do the whole thing sober, but just like maybe sometime in the weekend, I'll figure out a way to have some wine. Salmon loaf and potatoes. Fuck. That was so delicious. I could have kept eating salmon loaf forever. So high in protein. Love it. But I uh, had to stop because it is uh, apparently shared equally in this house. I'm so entitled with food, it's actually ridiculous. I feel like I deserve more food than everyone else because I'm working out and stuff like that. So I don't even know if it's necessarily entitled, but like 
it is technically because I'm not paying for it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I just definitely do feel like I deserve more food than everyone else because I need to support the gains, you know? Okay, that was, uh, that was Reflections 45. Sweet, good episode. Felt like uh, got some good value in there, especially in Actually, no, every every section actually had really good content, I think. Um, hope you enjoyed this episode. If you liked it enough, please let me know. And uh, do me a favor, please share with a friend if you felt it earned it, as well as like follow along, subscribe, uh, rate the podcast, like it, love it, comment, <laughs> whatever that thing is that you felt it earned and you feel inclined to do, please do that. I really appreciate the engagement. And uh, yeah. Catch you next week for Reflections 46. Thank you so much for watching and listening. I really do appreciate it. It's fucking so cool if some of you watch to the end. But even if you watch a little bit, I just appreciate that because it's just, it's time out of your day. And thank you for hanging out with me. Anyways, my name is Josh Moxie and I will catch you later.